0: Welcome to
1: We Got a Mic. I'm Crystal. And I'm Yvonne. We're just two friends who like to talk about anything that sparks our curiosity. Over the last 10 years of our friendship, we've basically talked about anything under the sun. Has it really been 10 years already? Yes, we we met in the beginning of high school. That was so long ago. It really was. Now I feel old. (laughs) (laughs) But that
0: was the beginning of this wonderful friendship, and basically it led
1: us here to this mic and yeah maybe we should segue into why we started this podcast several weeks ago I had the
0: idea to talk about and research things that connect people that brought people together and different ways that people grew their relationship with each other and essentially my mind just raced off to all these different topics we could talk about and I basically asked you if you wanted to co-host a podcast with me. And that's exactly what happened, like to the T. Yep, and here we are hosting our very first episode.
1: At the Toronto Reference Library with free to use equipment, which is absolutely amazing. And so Yvonne, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we could expect in the coming episodes? Pretty much.
0: Throughout this season, we're going to talk about different communication mediums that bring people together and connect them with each other and kind of the stories behind it and either where it started, when it started, and how people interacted with each other throughout history.
1: Um, And I guess this is a good time to introduce today's topic. And wouldn't you guess, today we are going to be talking about podcasts. I know. Very interesting stuff, guys. Crystal, how did you get into podcasting? Well, for me, I think I got into podcasting in high school when I was looking for something to occupy my mind as I was doing chores and basically boring, busy work. Um, I wasn't the kind of person who liked to just do something and not have something engage my mind at the same time. Uh, And it's not like I could watch TV or, you know, read a book while vacuuming or doing a laundry. So I decided to go on iTunes, which was pretty popular back then, um, and download their podcast in their podcast section. And that's how I started. Uh, From there, I ended up... You know, downloading podcasts and video podcasts about things that interested me. Uh, I think one of the first examples was me downloading a bunch of recipe video podcasts. And yeah, I did that because I wanted to prepare for university and moving out of the house. And she's a really great cook. I'm okay, I'm okay.
0: I have dinner at your house minimum once a week. It's amazing,
1: guys. (laughs) Well, how about you, Yvonne? How did you get started, started with podcasts?
0: Probably closer towards the end of my university career. I started listening to podcasts because I really got into soccer football and I love everything about soccer. I love the numbers. I love the history of the players, the stats on players, all these things. And I just wanted to learn more and more about them so that I could talk to people about them and share with random friends about different stats and what their goal ratio was.
1: Yes, very interesting, riveting stuff. It's amazing <laughs>
0: things. Athletes are amazing human
1: specimens. As you could tell, Yvonne's very much a sports girl, and I'm very much not. But I try to get her to get into sports. And you're not the only
0: one. <laughs> it's true. It's a joint effort between me and her boyfriend.
1: <laughs> um, we so- try. <laughs> Now that we've talked about our podcast origins and our origin story, let's talk about the podcasting origin story. Yvonne, where did it all start? Really, it all started back in the
0: 1920s during the golden age of radio shows. Did you know the golden age of radio was from the 1920s all the way until the 1970s uh, when television actually started becoming more and more popular in the home. Radio shows really got its start in family homes after the Great War, um, World War One radio started to become more accessible and it started popping up in people's homes and people would actually gather around during set times to listen to radio broadcasts. It started off with news and then it developed into this entire genre of entertainment. And really it was the first form of kind Of analog digital enter- entertainment that people could listen to. So people would gather around the radios, they would listen to the news, they would listen to dramatic readings of um, text, prose, scripts, whatever Famous else. Famous books, probably. Famous books. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because in 1938 there was a dramatic reading of H.G. Wells's the war of the worlds.
1: Yeah, didn't that make people go crazy? To a
0: certain extent, but that's more kind of a myth. But what was really amazing about this show that Orson Welles presented um, on CBS, it was during a special. It was actually during during Halloween of 1938 that he did this dramatic reading. But what was unique about this reading was that he wanted to read it in the format of a news report hence why people were freaking out because it wasn't a story anymore it sounded like
1: aliens were attacking in people's backyards and i think they missed the disclaimer in the beginning where they said that this was a fictional piece of work it also didn't help that it was around halloween when they broadcasted this and I mean, the late 30s were quite a tumultuous time to begin with, so... Yeah, so (laughs) there were all these things that didn't really add up to it, but it was a
0: way that radio entertained people in the home and there were many many dramatic readings many script readings a lot of vaudeville humor shows were done all these variety shows radio really became a place where people could let their creativity flow and masses of people could enjoy it at a time
1: so we just talked about radio but how does that connect back to podcasts and I think it has to do with the fact that computing and technology started to basically grow exponentially as you hit the 80s and move into the 2000s. All of a sudden, everything became digital. You go from a very analog format, like, you know, radio, into a very digital format, like MP3. I'm sure we all remember downloading songs off of Kaza, probably, or Napster, and listening to our favorite. I guess Backstreet Boys or whoever back then. Backstreet Boys, Spice Girls. That was about it. Yeah, Back Girl in Power. <laughs> so, I guess the creation of these digital formats helped with the portability and the accessibility of creating your own audio files. And um, as they become more popular, you see people starting to record themselves and uploading them into their own web blogs, which is what we called blogs back then. After people started uploading their own clips onto their web blogs, it almost seemed like a natural progression for others to start listening to them and to collect them into one place. This is where the RSS format as an aggregator became very, very popular. Yvonne, do you know what the RSS format is? I have absolutely no idea. So some of you may know what RSS is because you've seen it. You've seen the funky orange logo in blogs. It's basically a web format that takes all types of information uh, that's created by like, a creator and puts it into one standardized format. You might be using an RSS reader right now to read your news. Back then, uh, before audio blogging, or which is what podcasting was called, it was mainly used to aggregate and collect text-based information. But thanks to its creator, Dave Weiner, he was able to create a form of RSS that collected audio files. So all of a sudden, you have the file, which is portable, and the technology that collected it all. And boom, you've got a feed.
0: So with the combination of both, it leads into the era
1: of podcasting. So, where did the word podcast come from? Because before that, it was called audio blogging. Well, you know how you were talking about
0: iTunes and how it was popular to listen to these audio blogs on iTunes? Yes. So, BBC journalist Ben Hammersley first coined the term in 2004. He actually invented this term. He took the word... Pod from iPods because Apple was finally getting big people were starting to buy more and more iPods so you took the term pod from iPods and "cast" from broadcasting and combined it together to create podcasts the- exactly huh. so that is how the term podcasting came to be and since then we have been using it everyone else has been using it that is what radio shows evolved to. So they started off as radio shows in the 30s, in the 20s and 70s. And then they
1: turned into digital files that people shared.
0: Called audio blogs.
1: And then people started collecting them into one place and sharing them in a feed.
0: And lo and behold, podcasting was born. So why is podcasting so popular? Like. There are over 250,000 episodes Mm. of podcasts available in iTunes. People, more and more people are recording podcasts. Everyone is talking about podcasting. And while it's not 100% replacing radio, in the car
1: at least. Well, I mean, you could listen to podcasts in the car now. You could. So, like, why did it become popular? Um just to answer that question i think it's got to do with the fact that it was a lot easier to do there there's a lower barrier of entry anyone with a recorder so like anyone with a laptop with a mic on it could start their own podcast and it became a medium that was just another form of communications for people who wanted to share their story. And I think from the listener
0: perspective, podcasts were great because you could listen to it wherever and whenever. You didn't have to be on a broadcasting schedule um, if you missed a show, you could always download it and listen to it afterwards. You can listen to it underground if you're taking the Metro, or we refer to it as the TTC here.
1: (laughs) Everyone loves the TTC. Love it.
0: (laughs) Or if you were on the plane, you can listen to podcasts, but you couldn't listen to radio because the frequency didn't reach all the way out in the atmosphere.
1: Basically, from a creator's perspective, Podcasting was a medium that was easy to do and had a very low cost way of letting them share their story. And from the listener perspective, it allowed them a kind of freedom, I guess, to listen to what they want, whenever they want, wherever they want. This is all well and interesting, but how does podcasting relate to human connection? Podcasting connects people in so many different ways.
0: One of the podcasts that I listened to was Serial, which actually broke out several years ago, and it was so popular. Everyone was listening to it. Everyone loved the format. Um, it was an investigative journalism format where this journalist was trying to figure out the facts of the story, trying to piece together this Um, true criminal case to try and figure out who committed the crime, because not all the pieces were fitting together. That took over the workplace, quote unquote, water cooler talk. Every week an episode was released, we were all listening to it. One of my coworkers who walked to work, he would walk an extra block or circle around the building an extra block just so he could hear the end of serial. And what was so intriguing about it was, it was a case that had already been closed. It was already judged on. But this journalist just wanted to find out more about it. And we were following the case week to week. And interestingly enough, we wouldn't actually read about the case. We weren't Googling the case or finding facts ourselves. We were so enraptured by this series that it really connected co-workers together like we were beyond talking about how's the family how's your life outside work we were talking and discussing this series during work time
1: it's interesting that that was your experience because for me listening to podcasts is a very I guess, isolated event. I tend to listen to it when I'm, like I said, doing chores or doing things that I tend to do by myself. But I still find a way to connect with other humans and that is through their stories, through the hosts, and through the fact that other people listen and sometimes chime in and share their thoughts. One of my favorite and first podcasts is Stuff You Should Know. Um, I love them too. Go Chuck and Josh, they're the best uh so chuck you, uh, i'm sorry chuck you should know <laughs> <laughs> stuff you should know is a very informative but also very fun um very fun and approachable podcast
0: can i tell you two of my favorite episodes sure they have one on tea and another on terracotta warriors and it's actually really fascinating
1: I can't even tell you which ones are my favorites because I've listened to them for so long. I just don't know which ones I like anymore. All of them. Exactly, all of them. Um, And while even though I'm listening to it by myself and I'm not really, you know, talking to them, talking to my co-workers about them, I was still able to kind of see into their world. They talk about their lives a little bit. um, And I was also able to see into other people's world. They would read uh, letters and comments from other readers, and I was able to see how their work affected other people and their lives. And it was, I guess, I had a out-of-box, out-of-context experience of seeing how connections work. I really like that. But I
0: seem like a social butterfly. But the social yes. butterfly in me loves listening to podcasts for... Like we mentioned er earlier, I kind of like to be a know-it-all without being an actual (laughs) know-it-all. But through all these different podcasts, I really learn about topics I'm super interested in and I love to share or converse with other people about it. I really connect with people socially through social gatherings or just like random chats. I absolutely love Arsenal. I love sports. And there's this amazing Arsenal podcast called Cast, who's run by Andrew Mangan of Blog, where twice a week he has guests on his show talking about pretty much what has happened at Arsenal and I absolutely love it. I take in all that information and it enriches my experience as an Arsenal fan but also when I'm talking to other sports fans I really just like connect with people through that I don't know what other way there is to say other than the fact that I love listening about sports I love talking about sports and by listening to this podcast it just it's just all part of that experience of being almost a super fan
1: and that I could attest to she talks about Aaron Ramsey a lot and Olivier Giroud who is gorgeous sure (laughs) okay well while your experiences are getting more and more social and i guess expanding your social sphere my experiences actually have turned inward and what do you mean by that like inward the best way to talk about this i guess is to tell you about an experience i had last winter um i got a concussion through work and for anyone who's ever had a concussion you know that for basically the next week and months to come you can't really do much so for a week I was basically on in-house in bed rest I couldn't watch anything read anything I can't really do anything I was lying in bed or lying on my couch all day every single day as you've probably gleaned by now I get bored very easily even when I have to not do anything as told by the doctor so instead of you know, sleeping, um, I ended up listening to a lot of podcasts, and one podcast in particular was Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, which has overtaken just Stuff You Should Know as one of my most favorite, absolute favorite podcasts, and it was actually thanks to my experiences listening to Dan Carlin that I was able to kind of peer into a different world when I was confined in mine. Of course, it's about history. So I was actually able to connect or experience periods of time and situations that were beyond even my experiences, even after when I got better. So that, I guess, is to me is my human connection through the use of podcasts.
0: So did you find through that you got to experience a completely like you would say, a out-of-body experience where you kind of experience history a different way?
1: I guess in a way, yes. Um, I wouldn't call it out-of-body. I was very much aware of my body due to the headaches and all the pains that come with uh, getting a concussion, but it was definitely very immersive uh, because I was basically in a situation where I had no contact, uh, very little contact, uh, no stimulation whatsoever, and this was the only way I could reasonably entertain myself without aggravating my concussion. So definitely very immersive and through that immersion I guess I was able to see more of history which I love. Well I'm glad you were able
0: to go through not the concussion but be able (laughs) to have hardcore history as something to keep you comforted and to really just be with you to a certain extent that you were able to connect with history in that kind of way and I just love kind of our dynamic like how we use and see podcasts in or listen I guess listen to podcasts in so many different ways like it just goes to show how inclusive podcasts are and podcasting is and also you can find podcasts on any subject literally anything you want to learn about or to hear people talk about someone probably has a podcast on it and if not you can probably start one yourself
1: for free at your public library like we are
0: which is pretty amazing what we really want to do with our podcast series is to really share stories about how people connect with each other. And we hope that you find our stories interesting. We would love to hear from you.
1: You could connect with us on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, on Instagram, and on Snapchat. The username for all of those platforms is WeGotAMike.
0: No spaces, no dashes, no underscores and we really just want to showcase a different way of human connection so we're going to be launching this podcast on a weekly basis so check out all our different um so check out all our different takes check out all the different places where you can access our podcast
1: so thank you for listening to our very first episode of we got a mic thank you guys bye bye